Welcome back to My Millennial Life Crisis. I don't know why I sound so happy today. Today's topic is really not very happy. It's like actually one of the hardest things I've had to deal with in my life, and that is heartbreak. That is what we're talking about today. This is just going to be a solo Monica episode today. Shelby is actually on a plane right now. I went to LA to visit Shelby for a couple of weeks, and then she came to Seattle back with me and visited me and my parents for a couple of weeks. So me and Shelby had like a month together, which we haven't had that much time together in a really long time, but I gotta say, it was really good and I already miss her. Like, I really didn't want her to go. I think I started to become dependent on her again, which is something that I think happened to us growing up as twins, but maybe that's a different story for another day about, like, weird things that happen to twins, but I already miss her, so... Shelby, if you're listening, hello. Hope your flight is going great. Hope it's a safe, good flight. And I think she got a first class upgrade, which is pretty cool. Also, you guys have probably noticed for the last three weeks in a row, me and Shelby have uploaded the podcast on Wednesday. And this has been related to technical difficulties, but we have officially decided, hey, maybe this is just meant to be. So we are switching from our Tuesday upload date to now uploading every Wednesday. So mark your calendars or just subscribe to do what you gotta do. Just remember, we upload on Wednesdays now. Before we jump into my heartbreak one year later, I want to give you guys an update on my millennial life crisis of the week. And that is my millennial life crisis of the week. I did something really major this week, actually. I decided that I wanted to get veneers. And veneers are porcelain teeth that you put on top of your teeth. It's a very controversial procedure to get. And I'm going to talk about that more in a video, but I just wanted to let you guys know, I wanted to be upfront and honest that, yeah, I got like some air quotations here, work done. I think it's important to be honest, like if you are going to go out and do something like that. I'm already so happy though with the results, but I had to sit in a dentist chair this week for eight hours. It was a lot and that actually wasn't for getting the veneers themselves. The veneer process was actually super easy. That was sitting in a chair for maybe two hours but a couple days before that I went into my regular dentist for a cleaning so you know that was like about an hour and they realized I had three cavities that I needed to get fillings for so I came in a couple days later and then that was two hours getting those fillings and then they realized I had a crack in another tooth that I was gonna have to get a crown for. So I actually, the next day I went to the other dentist and got eight veneers, which took two hours. So we're at five hours now, you guys. Um, And then I went back to my dentist and was like, hey guys, I got veneers. And I was really afraid to tell them because obviously dentists don't like when you shave your teeth down. Like, no, that's not, that's not a great thing to do for the integrity of your health, of your teeth. It, it isn't. Trust me, guys. I did my research. I know what I was getting myself into, but I still wanted to do it. So yesterday I was sitting in the dentist chair again and my crown took three hours to get. So that was eight total hours in the dentist chair this week. So many numbing shots, just literally so many. And um, it's a good thing I don't mind the dentist too much. I just have not very healthy teeth naturally. Like I don't think I have that much anatomy or something because I I brush my teeth. I mean, working from home, I brush my teeth after every meal and I floss. So I usually brush my teeth like three times a day. I floss twice a day. There's no reason your girl should be getting cavities. In fact, I go in for cleanings every three months, yet I was still getting cavities and it comes down to like a genetics thing too. So yeah, I don't really care that I got veneers because my teeth were just going to get cavities anyway. So at least now I have porcelain that's protecting them. Hopefully I don't sound different, but I have the temporaries in right now. The process 
process for veneers is like you go get your teeth shaved down and then you get these temporaries which is like this denture basically is this denture in my mouth of like eight teeth in a row all put together I got my top eight teeth done and they are a little bit bulkier so I might have like a little bit of a lisp going on today and then in about three weeks I get the real veneers those aren't eight teeth connected you know they're one one-on-one and they feel like real teeth and they're less bulky and all these things so I'm very excited to get them anyways enough about my teeth I'm sure you guys don't really care that much but it's been a big deal for me this week quick word from our sponsor thank you so much to skillshare for sponsoring today's video um video episode. Wow, guys, I'm sorry for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video freelancing, and more. If you are listening to this podcast and really pondering what you want to do with your life, Skillshare is such a great resource. It's only $10 a month. And if you've ever wanted to learn how to edit videos or learn animation. Personally, I've always been super interested in interior design. I recently took the interior design basics class on Skillshare and I learned some of the basic principles of interior design and was able to reorganize my space in a way that really made sense for me. We're all stuck at home anyways. Now is a good time to invest in yourself and learn something new. And Skillshare is hooking it up today for two months of free membership. Go to the link skillshare.com slash mlifecrisis once again, if you want two months of free membership, go to Skillshare.com slash mlifecrisis. Thanks again to Skillshare for sponsoring this podcast episode. Alright guys, so now into today's topic, heartbreak one year later, being cheated on and what that taught me. So if you guys don't know my backstory at all, I've been very open about so many things on the internet, one of those being heartbreak and relationships. I didn't really ever mean for this to happen, but I would say about three or four summers ago now, I fell so hard for this guy and he just was never gonna love me back the way that I wanted and I had to cut off this friendship with him and it was such a hard thing to do. I still have those videos up if you're in a situation where you're having this like unrequited love or you really care about someone and they're just not gonna ever give you that back and you don't know what to do. I'll have that video linked in the show notes and I can even, if you guys want me to, I can do another episode about that again. I mean, I could probably talk about heartbreak, you guys, for 24 hours straight. Uh, Honestly, I considered, like, I think I could write a book about heartbreak, even though I haven't even experienced that much and hopefully I don't experience that much more okay but unfortunately I probably will so so when I cut things off with this guy who was my really good friend that I had such strong feelings for it hurt so bad in a way I did not expect and one day I was just driving around trying to get my mind off of things and I pulled into a parking lot and I whipped out my vlog camera and I just started crying about it and documenting it and I didn't think I was actually going to upload that clip. I thought that was just going to be like a way for me to get things out of my system because you absolutely, when you're sad, should feel that and like let those emotions out and don't suppress it. And I ended up going home and looking at it on the computer and with tears in my eyes, I was editing that thing. But there's something in me that knew like, I think this is important to upload these true really raw feelings that I'm having because I know other people probably have felt this way and I got a really insane response from it and that's when I realized I think people typically hide the pain 
of heartbreaks because it feels embarrassing and it kind of is to publicly share it. I think like society makes you feel like really lame for it, probably especially for men, which sucks because in reality, heartbreak is such an awful emotional pain that we literally all of us go through at some point and many points in life. We go through heartbreak with different partners, maybe with family members, maybe with friends, with pets, with finishing a box of pizza. No, I'm just kidding. But we all go through heartbreak and it's one of the worst emotional pains you will ever experience in your life. It is like a loss. It's very similar to a death when, you know, you break up with someone or you get dumped or have to cut things off yourself. You're completely losing someone and it just feels not very natural. You know, usually with friends, you can just distance yourselves and you know it's whatever but when things are like cut off like a relationship and it's someone you really cared about it is horrible it is just the worst thing ever and you guys before I'd ever been heartbroken and if you're listening to this you've never experienced that when I finally was super heartbroken I think it was like 21 maybe 22 years old and before that I never understood why the entire world just seemed like it ran off of heartache every song is about love or not being loved. Every movie has love interests. Every book has, you know, like all stories pertain to love in some way. And it really is like one of the most powerful things you can experience. And once I finally experienced it for myself, I realized, wow, now I get it. Now I get why the entire world revolves around this and talks about this and why people get so upset about this. So if you're listening to this and you haven't experienced that yet, don't worry. Just consider yourself lucky because it sucks. But I don't know. Maybe one day you'll refer back to this. Maybe this isn't the episode for you this week and you're not going to get it. But love sucks. That's how I feel about love. Let's get really, let's really get into this now. I also want to say research has actually shown that love and heartbreak, it not only causes emotional pain, it causes physical pain as well. Breakups and romantic betrayals activate the same part of your brain that reacts to physical pain. And I can attest to this, you guys. Let me tell you, my heartbreak that I experienced last summer, it truly did cause me physical pain. It was actually kind of scary. So let's get into that. But before I get into it, I just, I want to say this is a hard thing for me to talk about. Diving back into this, going into those feelings and going back into that really sad place, it sucks. Like, I hope I don't cry in this episode, but it just, it really sucks. Um... So this is not an easy thing for me to do. I've been putting this off, but I think maybe this is good for me to do and hopefully it'll help you as well. So let's rewind to this exact day last year. Actually, it was it was July 3rd. I remember that. When when something really crazy and monumentous happens in your life, it's like you remember the exact days. There's only a couple other days in my life where I remember exact dates of things. So July 3rd. I was in a relationship with this guy. Um, He was my ex-boyfriend. Also, big disclaimer here. A lot of you guys know who this guy is and we're on good terms and I fully forgive the situation now. And so I just want to say like none of this is coming out of hate. I don't want any of this to come off as nasty. I respect 
that person, you know, even when this horrible thing happened that was a really disrespectful event, I respect that person now and I still, you know, care about that person and all these things. So we don't need to be super mean about it. Like, I don't want to see any comments about like how he's like the worst person ever because he isn't. He made a mistake and he knows that. And I don't really want this to be about him. I don't want to make him relive this if he doesn't want to. Let's try not to focus on the person that I'm talking about because it's really not what's important. What's important that I want to get across is my journey with this and like everything that I learned and hopefully what you can learn as well. I'm just going to refer to him as my ex-boyfriend because I don't want to even say his name. I don't want to have that stuff out there. But this time last year, I was dating my ex-boyfriend and we had been in a relationship for over a year. I can't remember if it was like a year and a half or just a year, but it had been a year. It was my first relationship ever. It was his first relationship ever as well. And things were going pretty good. We were pretty happy, but there were a few huge issues underlying that we were really both sweeping under under the rug and it had to do with the future and the lives we both wanted to live and like the dreams and goals that we had and you know things that are a really big fucking deal and we were ignoring that essentially I already knew what I was doing with my life I was like you know happy with what I'm doing very secure in my job and my friends and and he was not he had graduated college he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life and then he decided he wanted to like travel to Thailand and all this stuff for like three months by himself and I was not happy with that so that caused a huge riff in our relationship and it was the beginning of summer and we were trying to both ignore it but by the end of summer he decided that he was going to go on that big trip and so I think we both just didn't know what to do about it so I think it's important to note though like there was a pretty big issue in the relationship but day to day we were still really happy we were going on dates and things spending the night at each other's house and everything and like things were good as long as we didn't talk about the big picture too much. So I didn't really know where the relationship was going, but in my head, I was willing to stick things out because I cared about him. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what he's going through and I'm going to try and be supportive. So I tried to like be there for him, but I also very actively did not want him to travel. I thought that was a stupid idea. I still kind of think it is, but whatever. I mean, we probably just should have broken up when he wanted to do that, but we didn't. We decided to let things get as bad as they could. So let's get into it. Okay. So it was the beginning of summer and he decided he wanted to go on his birthright trip. And birthright is a trip you can do if you're Jewish. It's basically like this trip to Israel that Israel pays for. I believe it's like straight up Israel pays for it, but I don't remember for sure. But it pays for, you know, like kids from all over. I think you're like, have to be like 18 through 28 or something like that. You're eligible to go on this free trip to Israel and learn about where you're from or like your religion for people that are Jewish. It sounds kind of cool. I mean, it, it honestly is pretty cool, but it's also... I'm not going to shit on it, actually. I'm just not going to shit on it. Um, happy for anyone that had a good time on their birthright trip. Really happy for you, but it's like I was expecting, you know, I, I was like, oh, that's really cool that you're going to do that. Let's meet up in Europe afterwards because I had plans to go to Switzerland that summer to film a wedding. So he was going to go on his birthright trip and then we were going to meet up in Europe somewhere. I think we decided on Spain and then I was going to go off to Switzerland and maybe travel a little bit more after that. So we had a pretty fun summer planned, right? Like it sounds pretty fun. Well, it wasn't. It did not turn out that way because July 3rd happened. And shit went down, you guys. Shit really went down. So my ex-boyfriend had been on his trip for a week and a half, I think. Like, his trip was almost over. And it was July 3rd. It was actually July 2nd, I think, that I... 
it doesn't even matter. Actually, it doesn't matter. Basically, we had been in contact a bit, although there was one day. No, it was actually, I swear to you, like 36 hours where he just did not respond to me. And I got so sketched out by it. Like my intuition told me something was up. I actually got the weirdest pit in my stomach. And guess what, you guys? I was right he cheated on me. I trust my intuition when it comes to relationships type stuff. I don't really trust my intuition when it comes to like directions and you know where to go or picking the right box out of three boxes or picking the right answer out of A, B, and C when you're just guessing. But my intuition when it comes to men and relationships and all of that shit, it is on point. Okay, I knew something was up. I didn't know what. He was far away, but something was not right. So me and my friends decided to go out to bars and it was my best friends. We all went out one night. It was kind of a crazy night. Like we all got pretty drunk. I never get too drunk though. I just don't like feeling super hungover the next morning. So I wasn't too bad off or anything, but we got back and like one of my roommates was so drunk. She, she got inside and she went into my other roommate's bed, thought it was her own and she threw up on my roommate's mattress and we're kind of laughing about it but it was not a great situation so I just remember like I was sitting in the hallway as my friend was trying to like get my other friend to clean herself up and like get the sheets all figured out and I was just kind of bored it was like two in the morning maybe three in the morning at this point and I decided to go on Instagram and I clicked on my direct messages I went to the little top right where it says like message requests so people that I don't follow can't message me it has to go through like a filtered system of like message requests. So I clicked on that, even though I never really click on that. I was just bored. And so I clicked on it as this last resort of being so bored. And keep in mind, you guys, I'm planning on going on the trip to Spain to go meet up with my ex-boyfriend. At this point, it was, I was about to go meet up with him in like two days. I was pretty excited. And then I look in my DMs and I had this DM from this girl and I clicked on it and it started with, hey, Monica, I met this guy, and on my birthright trip that I'm on and literally her starting that sentence like my first thought was like oh my gosh that's so funny is she like a subscriber and like she's on the trip with Ben like silly stupid naive me thought that this was just gonna be a cute little message like oh Ben's on my trip it's so cool he's your boyfriend no 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 that's not what it said it said I'm on this trip I met this guy named Ben and it looks like you guys are in a relationship from his Instagram and we hooked up one night just wanted to let you know like didn't know you existed that was the gist of the message I don't have it anymore it was like I deleted that shit it was too painful to keep in my phone you know my heart started racing because I immediately knew that this message was way too specific to be a lie like this was not someone trolling because there's no way YouTube viewers knew that my ex-boyfriend was even going on this birthright trip. It was way too weird. And so I knew immediately I wasn't even in denial about it. I wasn't like, no, there's no way this girl is lying. I was like, this girl is telling the truth. He cheated on me. I don't know what hookup meant at the time. It was a bit vague, but it was still like, okay, you fucking cheated on me. And my friends were on the staircase with me and I showed them and they were like, what? And so I immediately, you know, at 3 a.m., I called him. I called him. I went on the rooftop of our house at the time. And I don't know what time it was in Israel, but I called him and I was just like, so you want to tell me what you did? I know what you did. That's what I said. I was like, I know what you did. Are you going to tell me? Like I was pissed. And the worst part about it all was he started with denying it, which was really hurtful. And it's really fucking hurtful to get a message where a girl goes, didn't know you existed. Like he was acting like I didn't exist. And that... 
<sighs> that hurt, guys. That hurt. So I'm on the phone with him, and I, I don't remember the girl's name. I'm actually really happy that I didn't dwell on like who she was what she looked like any of these things I literally don't remember the girl's name we're gonna call her Miranda I want or I want to say like Jessica maybe she was a Jessica I was like what about Jessica and he still denied it he was still like no like I don't know what you're talking about And I was like I know you guys hooked up and I don't remember all the rest of the extent of the call I think I blocked it out of my memory but basically I got him to admit that he cheated on me and I immediately was like it's over I I was crying. I was like, how could you do this? Like, I just didn't understand how someone could do that. Yeah, then I hung up and I cried myself, not even to sleep. I didn't get any sleep that night. I just cried and I woke up the next morning and I was still just kind of crying. I wasn't even tired. I just had this adrenaline running through my body because it was such a shocking thing that had happened. I just wasn't expecting it at all. Contrary to what I said about having good intuition, I I wasn't really expecting it. But then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, duh, that's why I felt weird about things. So this is where I wanted to get into the fact that heartbreak can truly cause physical pain. And this is something that really kind of scared me that this is even something that's possible. When I found out I was cheated on, my body went into like this form of shock. I was so shocked and I was so emotionally drained by everything that I had so much adrenaline and so much anxiety. I could feel it. My my palms were clammy. My stomach had this pit in it that would not go away for a whole week that made me so anxious and so full of adrenaline that I actually just had no appetite at all. I was trying to get myself to eat, but I couldn't. I even ordered myself a pizza and couldn't even get myself to eat pizza. Like, I'm not even saying that to try and be cute and quirky and fun. Like, that's an actual thing that happened. If you guys know me, I love pizza. I couldn't even get myself to eat pizza. So, you know, it was really bad. I couldn't sleep. I think for the first three days, I just could not get a wink of sleep. And I felt like my body was so exhausted. And it really was in shock from this traumatic thing that happened. When you care about someone, you say you love them. You put all this time and effort into them. And then they completely disappear disrespect you and act like you don't exist and have sex with someone else it's so shocking and it's like your mind goes to a horrible place and I couldn't stop like imagining what it was like which is horrible but you can't help it it's like your brain just does that it was really awful and I don't I just mm, I don't get how people can cheat because it's so horrible (sighs) okay so if you've ever gone through a heartbreak and you feel physically in pain, just know that your pain is real and it's nothing to be embarrassed of or ashamed of. Yeah, so I made a video basically crying my eyes out, talking about the situation, put it up on YouTube, got like a million views in three days. It was kind of scary how it blew up like that. I've since privated the video and after that, I just kind of went dark on the whole situation. I didn't really talk about it and... Now I know you guys are all wondering, what's happened since then? Well, I was supposed to meet up with him two days later to go to Spain, and I didn't do that. Uh, It was a tough situation, though, because I 
was obligated to go shoot this wedding in Switzerland and I was really looking forward to it. But being in this horrible state of mind and state of being, I didn't really want to go anymore. But it was someone's wedding that I said I would film. I had to go. Um, So shout out to Selena if you're listening to this. She was the beautiful bride of that wedding. It was like such a fun time, but I was hurting inside. I paid for all of the hotels for the trip that we were going to go on. We were planning on meeting in Mallorca, which is an island off of Spain. And I just looked it up and thought it looked really cool. So I was like, let's go to Mallorca. I had already booked my ticket to Mallorca. Luckily, I hadn't booked Mallorca to Switzerland yet, and I hadn't booked my return trip from Europe back to America or anything, but I had to take a huge L on booking my trip. I decided I would pay for the hotels, and um, it was expensive, you guys. I decided we were gonna ball out. Like, I, we were staying at, like, some five-star hotels. I think, in total, I spent, like, $3,000 on hotels. It was a lot of money, but at the time, I thought I wanted to create an Instagram account about really cool hotels around the world. That was gonna be, like, the start of it, and I was gonna hopefully monetize off it eventually, basically. Um, yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> So I had two days to basically make this difficult decision. Like, do I just go to Mallorca by myself? Like, I spent all this money or do I just not go? And I was scrambling to try and find a friend to come with me. I literally was going to like pay for their flight and everything too. I was like, I kind of want to go. A lot of people were telling me that I should have gone alone. And I have to say, I think that would have been a horrible idea. You know, it's cute in theory. It's like eat, pray, love, like a movie. Like, go do it on your own. Prove to yourself like you're good on your own but in real life that you know life is not like a movie and I think that would have turned out horribly I couldn't find a friend to go with me to Mallorca so I decided to not go and I was just gonna wait a week and a half and then I was gonna go to Switzerland and film the wedding oh my god I'm looking in the mirror you guys I have a gray hair wait I have a couple gray hairs oh great you know honestly this is actually probably from I I have a quick side note for you um when I was getting my hair done one time my hairstylist found a patch of gray hair and she said it seemed like from stress by the part of my scalp it was in and it was only this patch of gray hair that looked like it had had this like six month growth because it was like gray and then it grew out again to be my normal color and she was like what six months ago was stressing you out and at the time this was a couple years ago at the time that thing stressing me out was that other boy he caused me gray hair okay that is not cool that is not cool and I now have gray hairs again that I'm looking at in a mirror right now great 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 guys don't fall in love it sucks and you'll get gray hairs all right so I didn't do that I think it would have been really hard to go to this place where I had been looking forward to for like a month um, having memories with someone and then just dealing with that alone it honestly would have been horrible and I tried to basically heal a little bit. So I had a week and a half before I had to go to Switzerland to film this wedding and I was trying to get myself hyped up for it and excited, but I was just not in the mood to live life and be happy about it. I was still really sad. I was still really emotional, but I was kind of trying to get over it. And there were a couple cool things that did happen in this time. I think when you're first going through a heartbreak, this is where we're going to get into some heartbreak tips, I guess, and the healing process and trying to get over it and stuff. At first, you're just going to be in so much pain. Like you're just going to cry and cry and cry and not get out of bed, you know? That's kind of the classic you see in a movie and it really does happen. And you'll probably feel this way for about, I would say, 
three days and then you start to want to get out again. I think there's research on you start to feel significantly better after three days. Like a lot of the really highly emotional aspects of it start to dissipate a little bit, probably because you literally have no tears left to cry. And then I believe research also says after three weeks, you really start to feel quite a bit better from the situation as well. Not that you're fully healed, obviously, but um, it's like that three-week mark, you start to feel like you can turn things around and start like living your life for you again and start actually healing rather than dwelling on what happened. And so I found that to be somewhat true with my own experiences as well. And it's something that I thought about in the moment because someone told me it. And I was like, wow, that actually... I think it did help. You know, they always say time is really helpful and it did really help, but I was still hurting a lot because getting cheated on, I just, that pit in my stomach, it just would not go away of like imagining the person that like I thought respected me, like doing anything else with anyone else. It was oh super gross like I hated it it's like I hate that I had to get cheated on in my first ever relationship as well I think it made it really difficult for me to navigate my feelings and how to deal with it because I just didn't have a lot I had like no experience with actually like breaking up with someone and so I got back together with him eventually yeah yeah we'll get we'll get into that though you guys are probably like wait what yeah we secretly got back together and we were together actually up until May We actually just recently broke up. So within that week and a half before I went to Switzerland, it was the weirdest thing, but I felt like the universe was just on my side and really good things were happening to me that I felt like I didn't even deserve, but I needed in that moment. I think within that week and a half, I got an email from my agent that I had landed this really big brand deal, which was so cool to be able to have this thing to focus on and this reminder that I have things going for me and you should focus on that. I also had really amazing friends around me and there was this one night where me and my friends went to a Mariners game. So crazy to think this was last summer and we could go to Mariners games and things and you know we were having a fun time and then afterwards we went out to this bar. I usually am not one to like go up and talk to guys but you know after what had happened I really just didn't care. I did not care at all. So I went up to like this group of really cute guys that I would have never ever in a million years gone up to before that. But I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I have nothing to lose. I went up to them and I just started talking to them, which was just out of character for me. But I actually want to get better at that. You know, if we ever can go to bars again. The guy that I thought was like the cutest of them all really started chatting me up even more. And we're having this great conversation. We're having a really fun night. And I was just kind of surprised because a lot of times you go to bars and you hope that, you know, you're gonna have fun and meet someone cool and a lot of times you strike out and you just don't and for once I actually was at a bar like talking to someone I was mutually attracted to and like thought could be cool and I got really drunk that night too to be honest with you so oh I told these guys too that I had been cheated on and they felt bad for me obviously they were just so nice to me like this guy paid for my uber home but he also got in the uber with me but not to be a creep he actually got in the uber with me 
took me home, walked me to my door, kissed me goodnight, didn't even ask for my phone number, and then just left. And wasn't a creep. He was just really nice. I actually really liked that he like didn't try and contact me again. He just did a really nice thing for me. Like he made sure I got home safe and he paid for it. And he was just being a gentleman about it. And it was so nice to experience that. And I was like, this is so crazy and so, so weird. And then I also like, uh, I think a couple days later, I went on like a hinge date, which I had never done. My friends forced me to get on dating apps like immediately. And I wasn't planning on dating immediately or anything. Obviously, that's not a great idea. Um, I think this guy though, he was cute. And he, this guy messaged me, he's like, how's your 4th of July going? And I was like, oh, my friends made this stupid dating app. Like, I just got cheated on. I got out of a relationship. Not going great. That's how it was going. And he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Do you want to go get ice cream and talk about it? And I was like, what? Why are people being so nice to me? And so he just seemed like a nice guy. And so I did. I went and got... I got coffee with him. This was a couple days after that Mariners game experience and I didn't have my car in Seattle with me. It was at my parents' house. We were just kind of chatting, getting to know each other a bit. And I was like, oh, I got to Uber back to my parents' house now, which is an hour away from Seattle. And so it's kind of an expensive Uber. And he offered to drive me to my parents' house. It was so nice. He drove an hour out of his way. He also had a dog that looked really cute. And, and he was a really nice guy. And then I went on my trip a couple days after that. And I really, I'm ashamed to say this, but I kind of ghosted him. I just like didn't know how to deal with the situation. Didn't know how to be like, hey, I'm not ready to like be friends with anyone or like be in a relationship or date or anything like that. And so I just kind of didn't reply, which is really a horrible thing to do. And I think I have bad karma from it. Like I'm gonna have someone ghost me in the future probably and it's gonna hurt a little bit because that was so wrong. I mean, like that guy literally drove me an hour out of the way. I know I'm an asshole for that, okay? That was that was wrong. But I had basically like within this week and a half, like I had these three really great things happen to me. They were just these positive moments. And I was like, what what is going on? Like the world is on my side right now. So that was kind of cool. And I, I never told you guys about that. So I thought maybe you'd like to kind of know about that. So then I went to Switzerland and I filmed the wedding and it was really cool, but it honestly was still really tough. Um, traveling so soon after because when you travel you have so much downtime when you're on a plane when you're on a train when you're on an automobile no I'm kidding um, but seriously when you're in like a taxi or uber or something too you have so much time to just think and unfortunately I was using that time to dwell on you know the past situation and I would find myself just like tearing up and being really sad about it and I couldn't really help it I don't think I think I just still needed that time to let things process and let things things happen and it was unfortunate that it had to be on this trip but I still was able to have a really fun time and I got to film a wedding in Switzerland. It was so cool. One thing I do want to say though about a heartbreak and getting over someone that I learned in this time, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone or you like someone, it's kind of like you're accidentally maybe putting all your eggs in one basket you know you're giving this person all of your attention and suddenly when that's cut off like you feel like you don't know how to be happy without them or you don't know how to live life without them you can't picture being with anyone else but then you know after weeks go by basically what I found was anytime I went and did something and I found myself smiling or laughing at something that didn't pertain to that person, I consciously thought to myself like, this is me taking one of those eggs out of that basket and 
giving it back to myself. Look at me. I'm happy without that person. I don't need that person. And so that was something that just helped me in my mind. So if you're going through a heartbreak or a struggle, just anytime you feel happy and you recognize it's from something not from that person, give yourself a pat on the back and be like, I'm okay. It's like taking your power back because it feels like they have all the power because you thought you wanted to be happy with them. But then when you are happy without them, it's taking your power back. And it's gonna be slow. This might take you 100 moments. This might take you 1,000 moments of feeling that way and recognizing this. But eventually you will get to the point where you have all your power back and you will feel good without them. Another thing that helps is trying something new. If you're in this phase where you are hurt by a situation like this and maybe you're a bit insecure, you know, you thought you were so secure in your relationship and now you become insecure. You don't know how you're going to attract someone else one day or it's making you seriously think about, am I good enough? That, That was a big thing for me that I was really thankful for with this situation was when you get cheated on, you can very much easily go to a mindset of being like, why wasn't I enough? How am I not good enough? And then, you know, create all these self-esteem issues for yourself. And that was something I had already dealt with in my previous heartbreak where this guy basically just, he always said, I don't know. I don't know what I want with you. And that made me always feel not good enough. And, you know, that was the hurtful thing for me where I eventually took my power back and realized I was good enough. And it it's not that I'm not good enough for him. It's just, you know, he's not feeling it. Like he does not feel that spark that I feel and I can't blame him for that. It's just not meant to be. And you shouldn't equate that to not being good enough. You know, when you think you love someone and they go sleep with someone else, it can make you go, am I not pretty enough? Am I not skinny enough? Am I not funny enough? Am I not entertaining enough? All these things. I honestly did not feel that way at all. Like I knew the situation that had happened was because of his actual own issues. And that's usually what happens with cheating is someone cheats because of their own issues and I think we both had talked about it and I wasn't giving him what he wanted in the relationship and I think I made him feel insecure kind of and I didn't support like his dreams like I did not support him wanting to go to Thailand and he was on this trip and meeting all these new people and then he you know met this girl who was like very supportive of his dreams even though they had met like a week ago of course she's going to be supportive of your dreams like she doesn't have to deal with you all the time she's going to say bye in a couple days but whatever and that girl made him feel good I think emotionally and physically so that was kind of a bummer to be like "Ooh, this was also like an emotional cheating too this wasn't just like a physical this was this was a double whammy this was both okay sometimes people are like you know what it was all physical it meant nothing I still love you this was like he even admitted like that girl made him feel special or something and I was like god fuck that's yeah Okay, but I was so thankful that I had I I didn't have any self-esteem issues. I was like, no, I don't care. This is your issue. Like there's nothing wrong with me that made this happen. So, I mean, I wasn't supportive and so I, it, we we just weren't a good match, which eventually like that pressure started to build up and something really bad happened. And yeah, so if you do get cheated on, it's not your fault. I mean, it comes down to that other person had some sort of issue that they weren't getting fulfilled. And so they fulfilled it by having sex with someone else. And that's not your fault. 
that they have a problem and had to deal with it that way. And it's a really immature way of dealing with things. And it makes me sad. I don't, I understand why people cheat actually. Like I've fully analyzed this after having it happen to me, but it's just so crazy to me as someone that I would never cheat. I absolutely know in myself I would never cheat because I don't do things that I wouldn't want to happen to me. It's just so crazy to me that someone could do something so hurtful and be so selfish to not realize how their actions are making someone else feel. I also want to take a moment. I know a lot of people listen to the Call Her Daddy podcast. I don't think it's very funny when they say cheat or be cheated on and it actually really surprises me because I'm pretty sure at least one of them said one time she was cheated on and if she's been through that emotional pain, you'd think she wouldn't cheat on someone and that really worries me and if someone has cheated in the past, you might want to run away from them very, very far. Maybe, but I do also believe there are instances where people do it once and they can change and it happened and it was immature and there was an issue and it, it can be fixed and I think someone can come back from cheating and become a better person and not do it again but it really depends on the root of the problem that happened and if you address the problem that happened and the reason that I'm saying this you guys is because everyone's wondering what happened to me after you know who have I been dating or have I been dating at all and to be completely honest with you guys what happened afterwards when I got back from Europe is I saw my ex-boyfriend again and emotions were running really high and we started seeing each other again and that seeing each other turned into a new relationship and we actually fully got back together and that's something that I was way too afraid to tell the internet. I knew that I could not face the wrath of that at all because people don't get it. Before you've been cheated on, you really think it's black and white. You know, you think it's a deal breaker. You cheat on me, it's over. But how come when cheating does happen to couples, sometimes one does go back? It's also so easy to be like, well, that girl's so weak, she went back to him, she has nothing else, I don't know. You can think that if you want, but as someone that now has been through that, I know that's not the case. And I actually do fully believe that some couples, after having infidelity, can get back together and can get things back on track. For me, it wasn't possible. I thought this episode was going to be getting more into that, but we are already 50 minutes into this, and so... That's gonna have to be a whole other episode, but I just dropped a bomb on you guys. I feel like you're like, wait, you got back together with that guy after he did that and acted like you didn't exist and blah, blah, blah. I know. I know it sounds crazy. It really does. Um, but what I'll say is he got back and, you know, he was going through his own millennial life crisis. My goodness, I was dating someone going through a millennial life crisis so hardcore and I couldn't even help them. I'm like the expert, right? No, I'm kidding. He was going through like his own issues of not knowing what he wanted to do with his life and I wasn't supporting him and then he got back and kind of realized what he had done and he was really sorry and I was sorry too. I was basically sorry that it all happened. I was like, I, I felt like it was so immature and even he realized it. He was very aware of why he did it and how dumb it was and how it was such a big mistake and I think it's something he learned from and I learned from and we got through it. We really opened up and talked to each other about the big underlying issues that like really caused this big problem to happen and 
we got through it. We really did. And we were like in a relationship again and things were good and things were better than the relationship before actually. A lot of points about it were more mature and I'll, I'll get into that in a different episode as long as he doesn't text me freaking out that I'm talking about this, hopefully. But yeah, that's basically, that's where things went though. So I'll probably get into what the last year of my life looked like, kind of like secretly dating someone, I guess, and what I learned from that as well, getting back to together with someone that cheated on me. In a different episode, you guys DM me on Instagram at Millennial Life Crisis and kind of like let me know what you want to hear. Seriously, I love getting DMs, so go flood those DMs. I'll go reply to a bunch and it's a good way for me to connect and figure out what you guys really do want to hear. But that's where I'm going to end that story today. But continuing on with the where am I at now with things, I'm single right now in quarantine, broke up in quarantine. So that's pretty tough. And I'm honestly, you know, I'm okay. And that's about it. I'm not super happy, but I'm okay. And I think I realized that while I was in that relationship that inevitably didn't work, I wasn't fully taking care of myself very well. I was being secretive. I wasn't being a good friend to my other friends that didn't approve of the situation. Um, That's a whole other thing, you know, when friends step into your relationship drama. I've realized I have a lot of work that I need to do on myself, I think. And I'm happily I'm I'm happy I'm single and all that stuff but I'm a, I'm a bit of a mess right now and I'm trying to focus on making better videos and living a healthier life and being a better friend and you know even being in quarantine reaching out to new people as much as I can and kind of expanding my network a little bit and reading more books and I'm trying to do all those post-breakup glow-up things and just become a better person because I think by the end of my relationship, I realized I was not the person that I want to be. And if you're not the person that you want to be, you're not going to attract the person that you want to be with. And I realized I'm not being the person that I want to be. I've slipped into all these bad habits. I'm not fully proud of very much right now and so I'm gonna positively work on that then you know have the goal of hopefully one day that attracts the right person for me but for now I'm not worrying about being with someone I mean really I think it's all about being your best self and constantly working on yourself and eventually that someone will come around and especially right now in quarantine it's like impossible to even try and date or do any of that stuff and so that's kind of where I'm at right now I unfortunately think that when it comes to a new relationship, I really am afraid that I do have a little baggage now and I am a little more guarded about things and I'm a little worried that I don't want being cheated on to affect me and how I trust people in the future, but I really do kind of have a hard time feeling like it won't in some way make things a little bit difficult to trust, at least at first. It's basically because for me, being cheated on reminds me of the first time that I got in a car accident. Before you've ever been in a car accident, you hear about these sorts of things happening and it's really quite common. But every time you get in the car, you you never think it's gonna happen to you. Just all those other dumb people being careless. It happens to them. And then one day you get in the car and it does. It happens to you in your life 
comes crashing to a halt. And suddenly, after that, every time you get in your car, you realize how easy it actually is to get in a car accident. And after that, you're a little more guarded and you're a little more defensive with your driving. That's how I felt about getting cheated on. I never thought people actually cheated that much. And I never in a million years thought I'd be cheated on. I thought it was something I could kind of like control. And then once I was, it really opened my eyes to how often people do cheat. And it makes you feel like it could easily happen again once it has happened once. And it's really sad realizing that, but people do cheat a lot. I think it's important to realize why people do it. I think when you are a bit more educated in that, you can to an extent be less prone to being cheated on. But the biggest thing is if you're in the right relationship with the right person and it's really healthy and you just click and it's just right, you guys aren't going to cheat on each other, you know? It's when underlying issues come into play or maybe one of the person's like a sex addict and actually can't commit. Like that is a condition that also happens. Those sorts of things. So if you're in a relationship, it's like checking in with your partner and making sure you're both on the same page and honest and happy in the relationship. And that's basically all I have to say about that one. So I did also want to answer one millennial life crisis that I received this week that also has to do with relationships and love and this one really hit me hard and so I'm gonna answer it and I I hope also this could help someone out there um so let's get into that hey Monica and Shelby my millennial life crisis may sound pretty basic but here it is I definitely have feelings for a close friend I've known him for a couple of years and I think I've always low-key had a thing for him but initially he had a girlfriend and then later I had a boyfriend so I just tried to put any feelings out of mind now we're both single and I realized that I can't stop thinking about him Problem is, coronavirus has flipped everything upside down. With all the chaos a few months ago, he moved back to his hometown to finish up his master's degree online. He's now on the job hunt for the fall, but in his field, I think pretty much any work could be done remotely, so there is really no reason to move back to the same city I'm in, where we met. I really value him as a friend, and while I'm worried about how confessing my feelings to him might ruin our friendship, I don't think there is even a point to telling him if you're not even in the same city. Thoughts on telling your friend you of feelings and possibly ruining a friendship should I try to move on and focus on someone who lives in the same place as me ah I just don't know okay this is a very common thing that happens to people I think it's really hard for male and female friendships to be platonic without one wanting something more a lot of times the guy easily could be like yeah I'd want to hook up with her or the girl will catch some serious feelings for their friend, you know? And this has happened to me too. So I feel a little bit more qualified to give you some advice on this. Basically, what she's saying is she has feelings for her friend she's known for a couple of years, but he moved back to their hometown and she's no longer there. But she still has these feelings, but she's wondering if she should just move on or tell him or what should she do. So I really can't tell you what the right answer is going to be for you, but I can lay out a couple of options. At the end of the day, you need to do what's best for your mental headspace. So the first thing I think you need to ask yourself is, do you at all think that these feelings could be mutual? Uh, And what do you want to get out of telling this person? Because if the feelings aren't at all mutual, you definitely could risk ruining the friendship 
because it could scare that person because they don't want to hurt you. And so you tell them and then if they don't feel the same way at all, it might scare them away and they're not going to want to talk to you for a while because they don't want to hurt you. They don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. It probably comes out of a place of love and maybe they feel a little uncomfortable that you like them. They don't know what to do about it. So that is a possibility of something that could happen. And I feel like I've seen that kind of thing happen before. I've personally had a guy friend in the past that kind of confessed his feelings to me and it made me feel uncomfortable and I didn't really know what to do and so I felt like I just left a little distance for a while and it can make a friendship weird for sure. That's definitely a thing that could happen. But also maybe you can't live with the idea of never telling someone how you feel and that's okay too as long as you know the risk you're kind of taking there. There is also the option that you tell this person how you feel and they're actually okay with it and they're not weirded out by it and you guys can have like a really open and honest conversation like getting those feelings out there and maybe you can move past it. In my personal experience, I found the time that I did have feelings for a friend, I couldn't just be friends with that person and act like everything was all normal. It was really bothering me and so I did need to say something and I think that's something you need to ask yourself is can you live with just being friends and never say anything and try and move on or is this something where you need closure from it and you need to say something to them and see how they feel as well. If you just stay friends but you realize you're stuck on that person and it's causing you to not be able to see other people, you do need to do something about that, I think, and you do need to talk to the person and find that closure because the last thing you want to do is, you know, live your life stuck on someone. You can't count on, like, someone else eventually coming around. Like, it's just, life is not a movie. It just doesn't work like that, and you have to live your life for you, and that person moved. Like, they're literally gone, and so they're living their life for them right now, and you're living your life thinking about them and I think you do need to think about the fact that yeah that guy like moved back to his hometown nothing is probably gonna come up things right now I do think you might have to try some things out like maybe first try dating and see if you can get feelings for someone else and move on but if you find you're stuck on your old friend you know then it's like second resort you need to maybe tell them how you feel and get that out there so that you can find closure and move on and it's a really hard thing to do. I've been through it, but I don't regret having done that. I feel like otherwise I still would have been stuck on that person and you deserve more than to be stuck on someone. You deserve to be living your life for yourself and you sh should not waste a second more dwelling on someone that isn't crazy about you and doesn't feel the same way about you. And so it's really about finding if you can get that respect in your friendship, basically, I think. So that's my advice to you. Maybe, maybe first try and see if you can move on, but if you can't, I fully support you saying something and getting some closure out of that but yes it could maybe make things a little bit weird and that's a risk you have to take but if you find that the whole situation is driving you crazy you you kind of just have to do it you kind of have to get it over with and a lot of times closure comes from what you're saying you can't count on getting closure by the way on like what someone else says but you can have the power of closure in saying what you feel like you need to say and maybe you just need to at least get it out there and you get that closure because um, that's what happened to me too I you know I said all my things and the guy was just like okay got it 
And I didn't get any closure from him, but I got my own closure for myself. And sometimes that's just all you're going to get. So that is going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that it helped you. If you need any sort of advice, you know, love, relationships, all that stuff, it's one of the hardest things in life. And if you're struggling with it right now, just know I've been there. I still kind of am there it sucks. Um, Dating just sucks. It's like it ends horrible every time until you find the one and then it just never ends. But until then, you know, we all have to deal with breakups and it sucks a lot. And I'm looking at my gray hair again and I'm really mad about it. Cool. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please go rate it in the iTunes store. It really helps the podcast a lot if you would do that. And don't forget to leave your millennial life crises at millennialifecrisispodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, if you need more advice, I have a couple other videos on my YouTube channel about heartbreak. Literally, if you put Monica Church into YouTube, one of the first things it autofills to is heartbreak because people have searched my name, I guess, enough that it just goes Monica Church heartbreak got it so if you need some more words to listen to you can find me on YouTube talking about that stuff a bit too I'm sorry to my ex-boyfriend that I brought this up again but I think it'll be for a good cause hopefully he understands like I said really care about him I think he's a good person I think we both learned from the situation even if I got a little heated today about it um we both made mistakes in the relationship uh he made a big one really big one really disrespectful one but I believe he's a better person today from it and I do hope the best for him and I think that's another you know what I'm gonna leave you guys one last thing when it comes to relationships and all these things I think that forgiveness is key to finally finding peace in a lot of your issues in life like once you can finally forgive you won't dwell on things anymore so when you can forgive maybe finding it in your heart eventually to forgive someone for not loving you how you wanted to be loved in understanding their point of view maybe it'll help you stop dwelling on things and you'll finally be at peace and you can finally move on thank you guys though so much for listening i will see you next week back with shelby